Welcome to My Leap of Faith podcast. I'm going to take you on my journey of living a life that felt completely inauthentic and unfulfilling to discovering myself through the help of healers, crystals, psychedelics, plant medicines, and learning to trust my own intuition. I'm continuing to let go and leap every day to find deeper clarity into my own gifts and what my soul's purpose is in this lifetime, and I want to bring you along for the ride. She told me as I woke from walking asleep Below it at night she saw your feet A heavier feet stand deeper Deeper than you know Farther than you go this wild mother Hi everyone, welcome back and happy new year I have missed you all I have contemplated so many different things During the last two weeks and This episode is going to just fill you in on the things that I've been going through in my life and some some good downloads happened as well. Firstly, I had um, decided to take off a couple of weeks because we were going into the holidays, but also um, Richard was going between jobs and so he had two weeks off and it was going to be our 10 year anniversary. So I just intuitively knew, let's just take a break. And it's funny because throughout the the year last year, I had thought I needed a break at many different points in the year. And whenever I had that feeling of I need a break, downloads would come. So I was like, okay, fine. I won't take a break. If that's what you're saying, I won't do it. But in this case, this time it was lined up, which is also interesting because it happened um, from in 2020, I took two weeks off again, um, right, right around the Christmas time, um, back then. And I think it's something like it's a, it's a time for rest. And especially because we're going in with so much entertainment and family and obligations and celebrations and all of those things. And, and not only, I guess, work-wise, it's a time to let go of our routines and even in eating and the things that we do, right? So yeah, I had this intuitive feeling that I needed some time and I cleared, I booked up my calendar so that I wasn't doing any appointments and I just allowed. Um, And Of course, everything happens exactly the way that it's supposed to. And for me, it started as um, one of the gifts I got from Richard for Christmas. So I didn't know about this, but on Christmas Eve, he gave me a puzzle and it was of Times Square for New Year's. It was New Year's um, Times Square. And I was like, oh, that's cool because we met on New Year's night in Manhattan, but in Central Park. So I unwrapped the present and I'm looking at him like, oh, yeah, because it is our 10 year anniversary. Maybe that's if he's got me a puzzle. But then I like realized the box feels really light. So I open up the box and inside was a, a beautiful note from him that just said, we're, we're going to um, New York for our 10 year anniversary. Pack your bags. So, um, yeah, that was I guess <laughs> it was good and also scary <laughs> because um, 
I hadn't been back to New York for five years, and which is like a long time regardless, because normally we were going, after we moved, we would go pretty much every year, year and a half. And then there was this lull of no time. We just weren't being called there. We weren't there. I wasn't working on the East Coast as much anymore. And yeah, it just didn't happen. So I, I remember feeling all of these feelings and um, some of it was, uh, like intrepidation or feeling like of, of uncertainty, mainly because I had never, I hadn't been back to New York since my awakening. And, you know, now that I know about energy and I am very clear about, you know, having my boundaries and all of those things, um, I was worried, like New York has for me always felt like home and it felt like the moment that I went there the very first time, I think I was still in college when I first went to Manhattan, but I got off the plane and I remember feeling a sense of belonging there and then like home there. And I know most people that are sensitive actually feel way too overwhelmed by Manhattan. But what I always felt there was that, yes, there's a ton of energy, but you can retreat inside of yourself and become anonymous much easier there than anywhere in the world, in my opinion, <laughs> because there's so many people and there's so many things happening and you can be whoever you want to be, but also be nothing. And and I really enjoyed that about New York. So I had this feeling like what I wonder what I'm going to feel there, you know, and so I had I was like also, you know, very curious about that. So then. Uh, we left like, I think the next day or the day after and, um, Richard had planned all the things, you know, like we went to two shows. Um, there were, there have been many things that have, um, been built since we last were there, like, um, Hudson Yard and the edge and little Island. And the main thing about New York and why I love it so much again, is that you can walk the streets the entire day just like exploring window shopping um exploring different neighborhoods different foods and you you can never i guess i feel like it, it it's so fascinating <laughs> literally like i i remember when i lived there just doing that on my weekends just literally starting out in the morning and just walking the whole day and i would usually i lived down in chelsea but i would walk all the way up to the park and all the way back and i love that about new york so basically what we did, yeah, we had different things planned, but we also just walked and we both love that about New York. And um, yeah, it was a great time. We visited um, Richard's mentor from college and we went to some um, musicals with him. He's very into theater and we got to just really spend time with him. He's getting on in years and Richard's feeling like this could be the last time that we get to spend time with him. So um that was lovely. And then um, on New Year's night, you know, we were staying right up by Central Park, but um, he was, he said to me, he wanted to um, kind of retrace our steps from the night that we met. And we met at the entrance on the west, sorry, on the east side by Fifth Avenue. And so, so, but we were staying this time, we were staying on the east side, um, up by Lincoln Park or Lincoln Square. And 
so he's like, let's walk first all the way to the east side and we'll start there and try to find, remember the path that we walked through the park the night that we met. So, um, and I don't know if I've ever said this, but the reason that we met on uh, New Year's Eve in Central Park was that that Christmas I had been in San Diego for visiting my family and we met online through Match.com, but it was like maybe 10 days that we were emailing um, because I wasn't in New York. And he said, well, when are you getting back? And I think I got back the night before New Year's Eve that year. And he said, well, I'm signed up to do the midnight run in Central Park, but if you want to come and meet me, we can hang out and I won't do the run. So that's why we ended up meeting there because it's not just a run. It's also like a whole like um, bands and all of these things in Central Park. So anyways, so we decided to walk to the the east side entrance and it was totally barricaded. All of the entrances to the park were totally barricaded except for the front to south on the west and the east. So we were able to get in. But as we're walking, like it's packed in Central Park this year because Times Square has been closed to only a few people. So everyone that would have been in Times Square was now in Central Park. And we heard that the only fireworks in New York were going to be in Central Park that this year. So it's crazy. It's packed. It's like <laughs> basically Times Square. And so the it was completely different from the night that we met, which was very chill, not as many people at all. And there weren't barricades. So by the time we get up to the fountain, it's totally barricaded. You cannot get past, um, I think it was uh, like 68th Street. So we're, he, I, I noticed like he's kind of like stressing and I said, okay, well, if you, cause he really wanted to be exactly where we were on the strike of midnight, the night that we met, which was around um, like 78th street near the east side of the park. There's a little bridge there that we were on and we watched the fireworks from. So I said, well, let's exit the park and I, there was another entrance that they were letting people in at 72nd on the east, on the west side. So um, it, long story short, we exit the park, we get up there, and they say that, oh, this is the only for the entrance for the runners. Like, you can't get in here. No one is allowed to be um, north of 68th if you're not part of the race. <clears throat> and... So we turn around, we're thinking, okay, we're gonna have to walk all the way back to the, the very south entrance, but where we had exited, those those policemen remembered us. And I just said, hey, it's like five minutes to midnight at this point. Do you mind if we just come back? Because they wouldn't let us in at 70, uh, 72nd and he, they were cool. They were like, yeah, yeah, come in. So we get in the park <laughs> and um, we're walking down a path and it's pretty quiet now because it's like five minutes to the... New Year's. And so people are pretty much set where they're going to sit. And, and Richard stops. And he, I don't even know what he says. <laughs> Honestly, this is the funny part. I don't remember. I don't have a recollection really of what he said. But what I did see is that I turned to him and I see him pull a box out of his pocket. And I just instinctively went to give him a hug. And I was just like, because I couldn't like me and my body was, I think, in shock, first of all. But um, 
and I'm just hugging him and I'm hugging him. And and he said something like, is that, is your answer? Yes. And I, I remember being like, what was the question? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even, I don't remember him saying, will you marry me? But he probably did, but I don't recall. And and I pulled away and I was like, what? I remember looking at him like, what are you asking? And then he pulled the box in front of me and um, and he said, you know, I think he said, will you marry me? And I, again, we've been together 10 years. We've had conversations about getting married, but we both have had moments where we, we have said, mm, we don't need to. Unless we had children, we never had talked about seriously getting married. At one point after we had been through a few miscarriages, I had the feeling like these are bringing us closer and I wanted to share, like I I put down my defenses about not wanting to get married. And I said to him, if you're, if you want to, I'm, I'm ready. But to my surprise, he then was like, no, I don't, I feel like we're fine the way we are. So then it kind of just dropped. And that happened, it has to be at least four or five years ago that that happened. So never did I imagine that he was planning this trip to New York to propose. But again, to my surprise, that's what it was. And then it all kind of made sense because he had made such an effort to make this trip perfect and, and you know, plan all the things. And and Richard loves planning things, but it's more around nature and hikes and that kind of thing. And uh, this was, you know, more of a city trip. So um, then I was like, oh, and he had, I, I remember saying, did you ask my mom for help? Because, you know, I'm, he is not somebody that is going to know, number one, like, what kind of ring, what kind no, he just doesn't know that kind of thing. And he said, no, I didn't tell anyone. Um, I, and then I, I, then he put the ring on, which I have a ring on my finger right now, but it's just a crystal because the ring that he gave me is, I had to bring it back to the store, um, to have it a little sized. So, um, I, I kind of was shocked. I mean, this guy, I, 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 you know, I have been through so much in the last two years and I feel like at each step of the way, he is surprising me in so many ways. And, and I look back over our relationship and I think every time I tried to control or every time I tried to guide or, uh, project, what our relationship was or where it was headed or I feel like that part of me was trying to predict a future that wasn't meant to be, if that makes sense. And it's like in in hindsight, I feel like maybe it's me growing into being centered in myself that he's found the centeredness in him in himself. And he said, look, I know we don't need to get married at all. We love each other. We're committed to each other. But I, I wanted, the reason I did all of this is I wanted you to know how much you mean to me. And of course, I know that, but it was like more of a <clears throat> concrete, symbolic gesture. And of course, at that point, I mean, there's no way I would say no to getting married because I love him and we obviously are going to be together forever. But it's just interesting how when you least care or expect or have an idea of what your 
these milestones look like in your life, right? It's it's almost as if the energy can can rise up to surprise you and and in a way, I'm going to use this word even though it wasn't something I was manifesting consciously because it didn't matter to me, right? But in a way, I manifested him sharing his love for me in a way that he is it's very difficult for him to do. And and why is that? He actually was married to his college girlfriend in his 20s and they obviously didn't work out and he was very hurt by the whole thing and he had a lot of pain that he was working through I think in regards to that relationship. And I didn't again, me because it didn't matter to me, it never was an issue. But it's almost like he came full circle to get to the place of of opening himself and being vulnerable to doing it all over again, right? Even if there every nothing in life is certain, but it's like he went through his own journey to get to this point of this particular night. And Anyways, it, it was very beautiful and perfect in every way. And of course, I said yes. And, um, you know, I I expressed to him that obviously, even though I'm so thankful for him to, I guess, take the time to share with me how much he our relationship means to him. I also know that, you know, so it didn't change anything in any way. Um, and of course, being in the park that night, it wasn't as cold as I had, or it had been the night we met, but we both ended up getting sick <laughs> and well, but thankfully we left the next morning and we weren't sick yet, but on, by the time we were getting home, like we both felt stuffy and, um, now he was supposed to start his new job that following Monday. So like a day from the time we got back and, we don't know if we had COVID. I don't think it matters. Um, we both were really sick, like the first me two days, him like four days. And then it's just kind of turned into more of a cold. Um, so I'm still kind of nasally, but in general, we, I think we were just on this whirlwind, uh, adventure and just came down pretty hard. (laughs) So then, um, it, it it still hasn't sunk in really. And we haven't talked about getting married. There is not like a date or anything, but so much has shifted. And in such a short period of time, it's almost like opening your heart to something that you didn't see for yourself. It's changed the landscape of what the next parts of our lives will look like. And by that, I mean, where do we go from here? You know, like, I talked about briefly, I, th- I believe that we were looking at land possibly and moving out of the city. And, and that has come um, up big time since uh, really since this week of being home, the most beautiful, perfect property came up. And um, there were so many amazing things on that land, including while we were walking the land, I came across a petrified stone, a petrified wood stone. And I, I saw it and I had to kind of dig out the bottom part of it, but I was like, this is a sign for me and the land feels amazing. 
It's um, connected to a national forest and there's trails that go into the forest and it's like everything that we could have hoped for. And, and the thing is, is we're both on the same page of what we envision our future to be, which is being more connected to the land and opening that space up for others. So when I think about what's to come in this year, First of all, I will say I have no idea, but I also feel like that no, no idea is much bigger than I could hope for, really. So when I think about what are we manifesting for this new year, I want to just share you guys the importance of letting go of what we think we want. And really, the more centered that we can become, it will show up when it's time to show up. And then we can step into it with grace and with wonder, right? Because this whole thing for me over the last two weeks has been a, a oh God, this is going to be a hard one, a lesson in receiving. And even we got into a fight. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about this because this is a very important lesson about receiving. We were um, talking to our real estate agent and putting together the offer on this property. And I, he, there's already many offers on it. And so we were trying to figure out like how much above the asking we were going to go. And I turned to Richard and I said, well, I don't feel like I can make that decision because it's not my money. It's, I mean, you're the one that is working. You're the one that, so I say that, right? And he I didn't pick up on it in the moment, but he makes, he picks a number and the real estate agent leaves and he comes back into my office and he says, you don't understand how much that just hurt me. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? And he said, the fact that at this point you still believe that we're separate, it breaks my heart and I don't know what else I can do to have you understand that we are not separate. And I remember thinking, I, I totally held the defense. I was like, but it is yours. I, you are the one that is going to have to provide and make the mortgage payments. And I, you know, I'm going down the, the logical steps. And then he left and went up to the garage and I sat with that and I realized what he was saying is that him asking me to marry him is his way of saying it's ours. It's not him helping me. It's not me helping him. It's us. And I have never had that before. I mean, look, we've been together for 10 years, but we had a very balanced relationship financially. And yes, over the last two years, he's been the most supportive of anything, but I've always considered it as a gift, like he's helping me. I never looked at it as this is our nest egg. This is our thing. <sighs> and I think that argument had to happen for me to realize that is this a year of receiving? And can we let go of the control of how that is being received? I broke his heart by what I said to that real estate agent about how it's not my money, so how can I make this decision? That broke his heart because in his mind, it's it's everything. We're everything. We It's not his and mine, right? I've never 
Well, I've never been married, so I mean, I don't, I've never shared a bank account. We have a joint account, but I never have looked at it as it's ours. So when I look at this year to come, first of all, my vibrational numerology year is five, which is, you know, change and embracing change and freedom and I wonder, is that freedom from myself, you know, freedom from all of the things that I have thought about everything. And one of the main like downloads that I had while I was in New York is this, my feeling was, am I still going to be connected around so many people? Am I still going to feel, feel source running through me amidst all of this chaos. And what I came to and what I know now is that I always am connected. It doesn't matter where we are. It is just about, are you open to receiving the connection? It doesn't disappear. It's just all about being in the moment and being centered enough to hear it. And I'm just mesmerized by not only that message that I got about energy in New York, but about the way my life with Richard has transformed in these two weeks. And it's all about how can how much more open can I learn to be to receive the love and support that is around me, not only I guess from Richard, but everything, right? And when you I'm going to say when I, because this is what I'm working on, when I can open up those um, boundaries, again, same word, even if it scares me, if I can open up, what else is out there? You know, how much bigger can this go? I think it's way vaster than any of us can imagine. So this year for me is going to be all about pushing those boundaries and knocking them down one by one, even when I personality-wise get afraid to let people get close to me. And usually that's what it is, is I, I hold back because someone brought up to me that when you're not in a receptive place, it's because you're controlling the outcome of the relationship or the the give, the receive. And I can see that if as long as I held up and gave from where the place of comfort, meaning the place of I feel safe giving to this this line, then I was in control of of what I received back. But can I let go and just let it be and and learn how to receive what others have to share without my my already needing to be two steps ahead in what I'm expecting back. I think that's a better way to look at it. Like there are so many vastnesses in each one of you. And, and this year for me is all about learning to accept that back from you guys. So I hope that you can go into this new year with that same intention and let life show up and surprise you because I know that's why we're here. Anything that we think we want or think we want to manifest is coming from the ego. It's not coming from pure energy. So let go of what we had thought we want our intentions for this year to look like and be surprised at every turn as they show up for you because it's matching the energy that you put out. And I want to say thank you again for another amazing, beautiful year of 2021. And I'm so excited to see and grow with you all 
uh, into 2022. <laughs>